Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com, IWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Super big thanks go out to Ace Andrews today. He's the one corralling me all in one room and keeping me under control and making sure all the electronics work as we battle yet again another tropical storm. Hey, Romans 12.2 reminds us of the paradigm shift that we need to take that we need to allow to happen in our lives if we're going to be Christ followers. Because being a Christ follower does not mean accepting the world's ways and then going to church. That's religion. Romans 12.2 describes this. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. All of us understand the transformation process. We've all seen the Transformers movies. We know what it looks like to take a robot and make it a, a rocket or a robot and make it a rocket ship or a robot and make it a semi-truck. But what does it take to take a sinner and make him look righteous? Well, it takes the blood of Jesus. And we need to understand why sin came into this world. We need to be able to communicate to people because if we... I heard a sermon this weekend that if we keep communicating to people as if they understand that there's one God and what sin is all about, We miss the fact that we live in a world today where people worship multiple gods and they don't really know what sin is because they've been taught that everything is okay. So we need to have more of that conversation that Paul had in Acts 17 when he shares the gospel as opposed to what Peter did on Pentecost. Because people, not all people have the same perspective and understand who God is and what sin is. The basics. We live in a twisted world, but you and I, We recognize that our workplace is our mission field, and that in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees ever meet. Today, we got the special privilege of having Patrice Saugay on the show with us today. He's the founder and CEO of the Nehemiah Project, which you can find online. Lots more about him at nehemiahproject.org, nehemiahproject.org. And coming up here at the end of the month in Orlando, Nehemiah Week, where you can find out all about Nehemiah and experience people have gone, gone get to know people who have gone through the Nehemiah Project and get to participate in the banquet, fundraising, all kinds of phenomenal things. Today, Patrice and I are going to talk about the upcoming conference, but also about this statement, that teaching biblical entrepreneurship is a tool for the war on poverty. Patrice Sauguet, welcome to I Work For Him. Oh, thanks for having me, Jim. It's been a great partnership with you. We're excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited. You're going to be in Orlando. I'm going to get to see you. I mean, that's what I'm excited about, that we're actually going to be in the same state and in the same city and in the same hotel, as opposed to constantly talking across the country. It is going to be fun. 
So, you know, before we get into talking about Nehemiah week, I really want to talk about how have you noticed the Lord getting involved in the intimate details, those fine details in your life recently? Wow, that's a great question. You know, uh, I've been walking with the Lord since 1994, December. I remember it was like yesterday. I think what the Lord has been doing with me in the fine details of my life is just showing me his faithfulness. In, in the small things, you know, uh, things that we call, cons- con- con- um, things that we call, uh, things that we call, um, um, coincidence. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing just God's faithfulness to whether it's some things I was believing Him for and it happened at the right time, a relationship that became key into my life, or something that He's doing in my, in my children's life. Um, or whatever that is, I, I've just been watching the Lord uh, show me, you know, just signs of just His His faithfulness and His sovereignty, and uh, and that's been exciting to watch and to see and to even discover them, um, in 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 the ways that I've been able to experience it. It is fun to know that our Heavenly Father cares about those details. And as as all of us listening today are, we're, we're in a workplace of some sort or some fashion, and, and it's it's so easy to just get caught up in the details and forget the fact that none of what we do on a day-to-day basis, I mean, it all has an eternal significance, but a lot of times we get caught up in the details and miss the people. We miss the people that we touch, and it's great to have those reminders from our Heavenly Father. You know, you run an international organization called the Nehemiah Project, and you're the leader, you're the founder, you do, you do teaching. How do you see yourself utilizing what you teach in biblical entrepreneurship in the leadership of the Nehemiah Project? Mm. You mean in terms of as a as a student of myself? I'm, t- yeah, I'm talking about practical application. You're oh, telling everybody, good. you know, we don't. Nobody loves a leader that says, "Do as I say, not as I do." So I'm saying, <laughs> how, how do you, what are you doing? I mean, you're telling people, yeah, how yeah. do you see it practically applied to your role as leader of the Nehemiah Project? Well, let me let me take something that we teach in BE and show how how we do that to kind of take an example because BE is, is so exhaustive. Well, one of the things that we teach is that a kingdom business is a transformational enterprise with measurement beyond the triple bottom line to include an eternal bottom line. And part of that would mean is that a kingdom company has to first be transformational and we believe the word of God transforms. But then it has to have a commitment to four key indicators. Um, people, it has to have an, an, a commitment to his people, meaning his staff and employees, um, and planet. You know, uh, to the earth, profit because of the time that we can't be in business, and eternity, uh, an approach to saying how can what we do makes an impact for the kingdom of God. Well, the so so one of the ways that we put an application is that. We, we hey, Patrice, take, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. really hold that thought because we're running up against a break. Everybody, okay. everybody wants to hear how you're applying what you teach. We'll be right back. We're talking today with Patrice Sauguet. He's the founder and CEO of the Nehemiah Project. Find out more about him online at nehemiahproject.org. Now, all year long, you've been listening to shows and commercials about the Nehemiah Project. And let me just tell you why. The Nehemiah Project is teaching biblical entrepreneurship, something that every one of us needs to understand, whether we're running a business, supervising in a business, managing in a business or owning a business, we have to get an understanding, a biblical understanding of our role in the workplace. 
And that's what they teach in in Biblical Entrepreneurship 1, 2, and 3. Now, 2 and 3 are really aimed at those entrepreneurs that are in a business or they're starting a business. BE1 is for every one of us to understand our role and how our calling in the workplace is a high calling. And it's been so fun hearing people's testimonies who have been touched by the ministry of the Nehemiah Project all year long. We've had shows talking about it. And today, we're, we're talking about Nehemiah Week, which is the culmination of a year of training and planning for people that are involved in the Nehemiah Project Biblical Entrepreneurship Training all year round, all over the globe. And at the end of September, there's an international business competition along with training at, at the Nehemiah Week. Well, we've got Patrice Sauguet on the line with us today, and I'm asking him the tough questions that he asks everybody else. And we're going to start off. So, Patrice, right before the break, you were talking, I asked you, okay, you're teaching BE, biblical entrepreneurship, all the time. How do you practically apply it for with your role as CEO and founder of the Nehemiah Project? Because nobody wants to work under a leader that says, do as I say, not as I do. And I'm not saying that's what you do. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just asking the tough questions today. That's all. Great question. Great. As I said before, we went to break. So we have these four things that we track. Really, it's three, with eternity being the, the framework that brings all of it together. So, so in terms of our people, let me say practically. So one of the things that we do with PDF, and so from Peter's standpoint, is that we we attempt to show value to our staff, um, to make sure that they know we care, that they're not just a production, that there are there are there are people with with, with various passions and with various interests. And sometimes their interests may not be the organization interest in terms of the, the, the thing they want to do as a, to make a living. So we invest in them quarterly through a, a quarterly retreat. Uh, we invest in them monthly through a monthly monthly um, strategic session. We weekly we invest in them by having our staff meetings and before they're having a about an hour of devotional time and prayer, where we pray together and learn together. And we we also um, are uh, you know committed to ensuring that as people work for Nehemiah that they are working their street spot. They may start at a place most necessary, but evolve into a place where they feel truly called. Um, and so so we so that concerns us. We also allow our staff to work from home one day a week. Uh, to give them, because we recognize that as, as a ministry, sometimes weekends overlap. So we give them that, so they have that week, that day, uh, to be able to debrief, create margins for the things, and, and they're working, but they're working from home, which gives them a little more flexibility. So that's on the people side. Uh, on the planet side, we try to be mindful of, of the natural resources we use, such as paper, ink, and so forth, using things that are recyclable, if, if so. And as an office, Make sure that we are responsible citizens by bringing things, uh, you know, by by making sure that we we are that we do internship. We are contributing to the well-being of our community. We're very mindful and sensitive to the needs that occur. Things that are things that are beyond us. Things that you know, there's there's giving and there's marketing. Uh, for us, serving our community are not just doing things that are that will help grow our, our bottom line, but things that we may never benefit from. How do we give of ourselves to help our community? Uh, in terms of profit, uh, though we, are, we have a nonprofit arm and a for-profit arm, even the nonprofit arm operates 
intentionally with the focus on how do we make this thing sustainable. And let me share with you, Jim, how, what we consider sustainability. And this we borrowed from, from um, Jim Collins, Good to Great, and we kind of add our own twist to it. So we look at every activity we do. Every person has to look at it this way. Has to say, okay, um, are we operating based on our strengths? And am I operating based on my strengths? Am I, am I passionate about the things I'm doing? And are we passionate about the things we're doing? And then economics. How, what's the economic model for this? Everything we do has to have an economic model, what, no matter what it is. And then lastly, what is the kingdom impact? So that the things that we do, in order to be profitable, we, we are looking at not just it being profitable, but it being tied to our air passion, our strength, and tied to the things that allow us to make a kingdom impact. And lastly, are, are we operating it up as on to eternity? Now, here's the challenge. As a nonprofit Christian ministry, we have two organizations, one for-profit, one nonprofit. Because we're so um, Christian-focused, sometimes the assumption is that we're always operating like eternity. But that may not always be true. It can, it can become a brand. It can become just a, how we call ourselves. So at Nehemiah, what we attempt to do is to always ask ourselves the question. We do that on Monday devotionals. Uh, we do this at, at our retreats. We ask the question, how does, how does this activity, how does this behavior, how does uh, this program tie, connect with the eternal plan of God the Father of fulfilling the Great Commission and discipling believers? And, and all of those things are so powerful. I mean, what you just described there was... It's a great sermon, honestly. It was a great sermon. We, 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 could, we could talk about each one of those pieces for an entire hour. But what you just described there is really the things that you teach in biblical entrepreneurship. You're teaching people to recognize each one of those pieces, their, their people, the planet, profit, and eternity, right. to make sure That's that right. each one of those, it, I mean, that they're considering all of those things. So, talk, I mean... I love that, and thanks for letting me put you on the spot. I just really want people no, to hear good. you. I want to, you know, and, you know, you're a big dog. Yeah. People got to ask and you then, tough questions. Yeah, let me say something else too. Here's how deep it gets for us. You know, when we hire people on our team, we hire based on four key criteria: calling, character, competence, aptitude, and culture. And so every every. Twice a year when we do our staff evaluation, we ask the question, do you still feel called here? That's passion. Because, and are you operating your area of calling? Passion. Now, there are seasons where you're going to do things that you don't feel passionate about, but it shouldn't be permanent. You follow me? And so what we say is, if you no longer feel called here, let's talk about an exit strategy. Because we want people here who feel called, who feel that this is something they're passionate about. And we've had in the least tough discussions. And, and that's what we teach. We try to model that and to kind of create an environment where people are excited about not only what they do, but who they do it with. And we think we've got, by the grace of God, we have a good team. We weren't always this way. It's been a tough journey as well. And we have some challenging moments, but it's still with tough issues. Uh, but I would say that we try to live out what we preach by allowing our staff and our board to hold us accountable to what we say. Well, and and that's it's nice when you give people permission to hold you accountable because a lot of leaders are saying, you know, I don't need you to hold me accountable. I'm good. I, I got this. I'm, I'm good. So it's awesome that you give people permission to hold you accountable. 
Now, you, so we've just kind of given a brief overview. For those of you that are just tuning in, we've got Patrice Sauguet on the line with us today. He's from the Nehemiah Project. Nehemiah Project is one of our major show sponsors, and these guys live and breathe biblical entrepreneurship each and every day of their lives. And they're coming up with their Nehemiah Week, celebrating it in Orlando the end of the month. And it's parts parts of it. Martha and I are able to get a hold of. We're going to be there on the Friday night, uh, the uh, business plan competition, and then the big celebration banquet on Saturday night. But during the week, there's other stuff going on. So, Patrice, why don't you just tell our audience what is the Nehemiah Week all about? Awesome. Well, I'm glad to. Every year in the United States and other parts of the world, we do an event called Nehemiah Week, which is a international gathering or regional gathering, if it's a regional part of the world, of marketplace leaders who have gone through biblical entrepreneurship and partners, those who teach BE, uh, wherever they are in their, in their, in their country, um, where we come together for the purpose of equipping each other, for the purpose of fellowship, for the purpose of honoring each other, celebrating what God is doing in, in our midst in the marketplace, and also for the purpose of raising money so that we might make what we do available to others who otherwise would not be able to afford it because our program does cost money, and so we always kind of feeding our scholarship bucket so that those who can't afford it have access to it. And so every year we do it in Orlando for the, for the international events. Uh, we do it uh, in Europe. We do it in France, in Africa. We did it in Kenya once year. Next we're going to do it in, in Congo. And uh, in, in Asia, we do it in, in Malaysia. Uh, but this year in uh, Orlando, Florida, uh, starting the week of the 20, uh, 26th all the way to October 2nd, uh, there's going to be, uh, I, I believe, about close to a little bit over 100 uh, marketplace leaders from all over the world and from the United States who will be ascending into Orlando, Florida, uh, for the purpose of going through a week together where we participate in various activities that are designed to equip, inspire, uh, to fellowship, uh, to build community, and to share highlights of the new things happening within Nehemiah and help everybody upgrade their skills, if you will, and celebrate what God is doing with biblical entrepreneurship around the world. So those listeners today that are maybe they're tuning in for the first time to I Work For Him, or maybe they're longtime listeners and they've heard about Nehemiah Project, why should somebody who hasn't gone, I mean, why should somebody get involved? I mean, can uh, are they going to get a great introduction to biblical entrepreneurship if they just participate and start off with Nehemiah Week instead of it being the end of the culmination of a bunch of training? Can they get started learning about Nehemiah Project uh, at that, Nehemiah Week? That, that's a good question. Actually, you know what? The best way to get introduced to what we do in biblical entrepreneurship is Nehemiah Week. Be- because biblical entrepreneurship, uh, Jim, is more than just about a training program. It's more than just about, uh, but, but, it's, but it's an opportunity to enter into community with other biblical entrepreneurs from around the world. Patrice, as we're talking about the upcoming Nehemiah Week, there's lots of stuff going on. It starts on the 26th of September, and it ends on the 2nd of October. Why don't we roll through the week so people can know what to expect? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, so first, on Monday, we have what we call the Kingdom Business Tour. This is where every year we identify three companies, that, and this year we're doing a church as well. We're doing two companies in a church where we get a chance to take a busload of 60 people where they get to look under the hood and really discover what does this company, what does it mean for this company, the kingdom company? 
Uh, some of them have gone through the entrepreneurship. Not all have. And so this year we're visiting a, a major blueberry farm here in the in the in, in Florida, and and then we're visiting a, a cleaning company, and then first Pres, Presbyterian Church of Orlando. Those are the three business we touring this year, or one of them is a church. And why are we including a church, um, Jim? It's because uh, the key to biblical entrepreneurship around the country, around the world, really, is our church partners. So we thought we should include our church partners as one of the visits. Right, and First Presbyterian. Yeah, at First Presbyterian Orlando, they get it. They get right. I, they get I work for him. They understand. Dang. I know I've Dang. had I've had Dang. some guys from First Presbyterian Orlando on the air. These guys get it. So we want to be able to, to for, for the entrepreneurs to, to to learn from a church to hear their story about what makes that church different. Why has that church intentionally incorporated marketplace ministry, I work for him, biblical entrepreneurship into their overall church vision. So they'll hear that story. That allows them to know how to go back to their pastors, their churches, and encourage their churches to be engaged in the marketplace. And then on Tuesday begins our conference. And so the day one of the conference, uh, this year our theme is globalization and international trade. So we're going to deal with how do we as kingdom business people scale our companies beyond the shores of America? How do we create multinational partnerships? that allows us to be able to, uh, to ex- expand our businesses while at the same time expanding the gospel. And so on Monday, the focus will be on training. Uh, we have three transformation pillars in the organization. Training is one of them. So on Monday, the whole emphasis will be around equipping the audience on raising their businesses uh, to think globally. And we're also going to be dealing with the tools that we use at Nehemiah to train entrepreneurs, people who learn about our curriculum system and so forth. And you mean and on Tuesday, Patrice, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I do mean to interrupt you. You mean on Tuesday. Monday was the was the Kingdom Business Tours. Tuesday's when the conference starts and you start talking about globalization and international trade, correct? That is correct. Okay. That is correct. So the focus on, day, on that day, Tuesday, will be training. Day two, I'm sorry, day three, Wednesday, the focus will be on coaching. That's our second transformational pillar. And on that day, people will learn about the importance of coaching as you seek to grow your kingdom company with an emphasis on taking it globally. And you will hear different stories and case studies and learn some coaching tools on how to do that. And then um, you also learn about our coaching system, how we coach companies around the world about becoming kingdom companies. And then on Thursday, which is day four, which is a special day because we'll deal with access to capital. And on that day, we're going to deal with how does Nehemiah provide capital to entrepreneurs around the globe. And we're going to have speakers talk to the importance of access to capital as you seek to grow your company. We're actually going to have a live, what we call investors forum, which is a Shark Tank-like event where five entrepreneurs in our kingdom will get a chance to share their business ideas for 10 minutes each in front of investors who are prepared to make real investment in their company. Some are trying to raise a million dollars. Some are trying to raise $500,000 and different amounts in between. And our audience will get a chance to experience how we connect these entrepreneurs to Kingdom Impact investors and these Kingdom Impact investors to Kingdom Impact opportunities. So you're going to get a chance to experience how does Nehemiah provide access to capital to entrepreneurs. Two of them are, are internationals. 
and then three of them are from the United States of America. So that's Thursday. Okay. Friday, and, and then Friday, this day five, the emphasis there will be uh, we had an international business plan competition that evening. The difference between the competition and the, and the investors' forum is that the investors' forum, these are entrepreneurs who have gone through the training, who are already executing their companies, and, and have fulfilled all the requirements to meet investors. The competition, these are the winners of the business plan competitions from about five different countries from around the world that are competing to learn who will have the best business plan in the, uh, in the world here at, uh, out of Nehemiah Week. Last year, Madagascar had the best kingdom business plan. This year, they hope to win again. We'll see. And the keynote speaker will be the entrepreneur from Madagascar, where she will share her story. Since one time to the last year, what has happened to her business? Where is she? Has she grown? What kind of impact has she seen? And by the way, she's one of those who received capital investment from our kingdom impact investors. And then Saturday, we having for the first time the Young Biblical Entrepreneurship Conference, where young people between the age of 11 to 18 will experience what does it mean to be a biblical entrepreneur. And of course, that evening, Saturday, we'll have a banquet where Ken Blackwell, the retired Secretary of State and Mayor of Cincinnati, uh, Secretary of Ohio, will be here as a keynote speaker. And he's going to talk about the power of entrepreneurship and the importance of governments and communities, making it easy for capital to move to bring transformation into communities. And then we'll close on Sunday with a worship service, uh, and then we'll all go home. We're talking today with Patrice Saugay, founder and CEO of the Nehemiah Project. You can find out more about him online at nehemiahproject.org. And what the Nehemiah Project is doing each and every day, teaching biblical entrepreneurship, it's transforming lives for the kingdom. And every time you you impact the life of a with Christ of a business leader, you now impact the lives of everybody underneath that leader. But before we get back to Patrice, just a reminder, we did our book highlight segment before the bottom of the half hour and we're giving away a couple of copies of david and jason benham's book whatever the cost these two guys had a tv deal they're flipping houses and hgtv was going to do a tv deal and hgtv found out they were christians and said no we're not doing that you want to talk about your faith on tv no you can't do it and they wrote a book about it Uh, really their whole life story inspiring especially if you love baseball if you're a baseball guy it's really an inspiring story because both these guys had major league contracts call in here call and get a copy of this book read their testimony read their story of how they're living for the lord and dying to their dreams but living powerfully along the way 877-943-9673 877-943-9673 Patrice we did a really great job summarizing what people can expect by the upcoming Nehemiah Project week and, and as you guys celebrate Nehemiah week in Orlando September 26th through October 2nd you've got you've got you've got your kingdom business tour and then you got the conference talking about globalization and international trade and then you got uh, coaching Nehemiah coaching system what's that look like and then you got Thursday where five business people can have access to to tr- really Christian capital for entrepreneurs that are already doing their business and now they know how they can use more money and then Friday the celebration of the business plan competition, and then Saturday the young biblical entrepreneurs com- or young biblical entrepreneurs training, the Saturday night banquet, the Sunday morning worship service. It's an entire week of worship 
and information. You, you got to be super excited about this. I am. My favorite time of the year. It's a big family reunion, and, and we call for calling that because we do invite non-biblical entrepreneurs. If, if you've never gone to BE, if you are a believer, even if you're not a believer, you are welcome. Join us, come celebrate with us, and come see how the Lord Jesus Christ is impacting the marketplace around the globe. We're going to have 10 countries represented, uh, Jim. Hey, your signal just got a little weak. I'm not sure if you moved from where you were, but try to go back where you were because all of a sudden you started cutting in and out. But I heard that 10 countries involved, and that's fantastic. And and, and to know that uh, that the last year's winner from the Biblical Entrepreneurship, uh, who won the, the BE comp, Business Plan Competition from Madagascar, is going to be your featured speaker on Friday night. Yes, she will. She will be the one. She will be the one that will be giving the keynote address on Friday at the business plan competition. All right, that's fantastic. All right, so listen, we're talking today with Patrice Sauguet. He's the pre- the president, CEO, the founder of the Nehemiah Project, and we're talking about Nehemiah Week. Nehemiah Week is all about learning how to become a biblical entrepreneur. What's the world look like when you're a biblical entrepreneur? And there's lots of activities, and the beautiful thing for our Tampa Bay audience and our Florida audience, it's right down I-4 into, Tampa, into Orlando. And you can find out more online about how you can get involved Go online to nehemiahproject.org and click on Upcoming Events, the Nehemiah Week event. nehemiahproject.org. That's nehemiahproject.org. All right, so you, Patrice, are going to be speaking about, uh, I love this topic. You're going to be talking about biblical entrepreneurship as a tool for the war on poverty. You got to break that out for us because that, to me, is fascinating. Well, Jim, yes, simple. I believe this. All of the government, I'm sorry, I'm outside here and the, the cars are running around. At the end of the day, the greatest tool to fight poverty is entrepreneurship or business development. If we can give the world the gift of business, there's two things that can solve the poverty issue, Jesus Christ and business. And we believe in the gift of business. What does that really mean? In other words, empowering every individual to understand that God has given them something special and they have the ability to innovate, to create products and services that can be brought to the marketplace, that they can trade, whether they're small business or large enterprise. We do it here in America, in Asia, in Europe, in Africa. And here's the power, Jim. It also facilitates trade. When trade occurs, borders come down. When trade occurs, it's... Immigration is minimized. When trade occurs, war is minimized. When trade occurs, killing is minimized. Because guess what? I'm not going to kill you because you are a customer. That's that's good. I like that. You kind of left that out, and then you went totally quiet. I'm not going to kill you because you're my customer. That's right. Even drug dealers understand this. Yes. See, in the drug business, see, I used to teach, I started out training uh, young people how to, you know, how to move away from drugs by doing legitimate businesses. See, you, 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 the only time a drug dealer kills a customer is when they refuse to pay and over and over again. But the law of self-preservation says, I need my customers. I need them to continually consume. It's a law that even people who lack basic integrity of human life understand. 
All right, so let's let's draw a picture because you know we're we're on the radio, so let's draw some let's draw some word pictures on on how entrepreneurship is a major tool besides Jesus and alongside of Jesus as a, for the war on poverty. How can starting a business defeat poverty? Because a lot of people go into debt to start businesses. So how how does this? I mean, we're, we're, let's just we're, let's uh, consider. All right, good question. Okay. Number one, what it does it heals my self esteem. Some of the most confident people in the world are entrepreneurs because the, the process of starting a business allows me to tap into an, an, ele- an element of who I am and the element of how God created me that gives me confidence to believe that I can do something. You, you, you follow me? Sure. So first, it heals my self-esteem. The second issue is this, is that I created a job for me. So first, when I start a business, I get out of the welfare rules. You, you, you follow me? You know, you, you know, in the plane, when you take the plane, when issues are occurring in the plane, that's the first, take care of yourself. So, so the first thing is, I create a job for me. But entrepreneurs are not just self-employed. True entrepreneurs create a job for others. So I create a job for me. Second, I create a job for others. So think about if I employ five people, 10 people, 20 people, 100 people, if I employ 1,000 people, whatever, these are families who without my business, guess what? They will be suffering lack. They will have no jobs. So first, I took one person out of poverty. Second, I took five, 10, three, four, 20, 25. The young lady speaking at our conference this year from Madagascar, who wanted to come in last year. Guess what? She employs over 30 people in Madagascar. That's 30 people that, whose families are being fed because of her company. And then the other piece is this, Jim. Then there are vendors, people who supply me with products so that I can do my business. My vendors are able to be in business. So guess what? That reduces poverty on their side. And then the other piece is I can pay taxes. I know we all hate taxes, but guess what? There's a purpose for it. Because as I pay taxes, government has resources to be able to do what government should do, not what it should do, what government should do to create policies in place that ensures the movement of capital and that ensures the protection of the weak and the innocent and facilitates freedom for all. Well, and to see the government supported, I, it is, I don't know, the protection of the innocent and the poor, that's really the job of the church. But we've kind of let the church, the church has let the government do that. But the government to provide security and a safe place for us to do business. That's I, right. I, I mean, I, I totally I totally understand that. So you've been teaching, I think one of the exciting things, and not everybody knows this, you've been teaching entrepreneurship to young biblical entrepreneurs. You've been going into urban areas and teaching young people how how to how to start their own business. What is that process like for them? Because you're teaching them how to overcome their circumstances by starting a business. Uh, Jim, I started 18 years old. Without entrepreneurship, I'll be, on, I'll be in the streets. I came from a wealthy family, that's true. But I have at 18 years old, my family faced a tragedy that took this entitled kid into becoming responsible. It was business that did that for me. Well, guess what? What if every child understood that they have an alternative, that if they can't find a job, they can create one. If they lose a job, they can create one. And so the younger they are, 
the the easier it is for them to understand that because young people, uh, the younger they are, the less fear they have. The the more they believe they can do the impossible. So the idea is this: through a through a systematic curriculum, we allow them to experience the power business and the power business from God's perspective. So they can see business in the Bible and allow them to identify the things that they're gifted in and learn how to transform those into revenue-making opportunities. Through the class, they're actually able to start businesses while they're in the class. They're able to sell products while they're in the class. We have what we call the BE dollar, where they're able to, through the class, earn money or lose money based on their behavior and participation so that they can begin to see how entrepreneurs earn money or lose money based on their behavior in the marketplace. So we use business as an education tool to help young people understand that life is an economy, that every decision you make either makes you money or loses you money. But for the kingdom entrepreneur, they take it one step further. How do I do it to the glory of God? Whether I'm making or losing, how do I do it to the glory of God? And they're able to hear case studies and success stories of other entrepreneurs and see how they've dealt with the issues and how they've incorporated their faith as they start to do business. Well, and I have seen this idea that entrepreneurship is really a major tool in the war on poverty and it and and teaching our young people in urban areas to giving them and equipping them with tools and giving them hope and going, hey, you guys have lots of ideas. Let's put these ideas into action. It eliminates their dependence on the government. But that's there it is. But that's the other but that's the other battle. They've been taught. They've been taught. There's a lot of people living on on welfare of of all different shades of brown across our country, from the light brown to the dark brown. That are they're dependent on the system, and they they don't know how to break out of the system. But that's what you're saying. You're teaching them how to break out of the system by becoming an entrepreneur. Yes, and they say no to the system because government not only creates dependency but it kills ingenuity, it kills innovation, it kills creativity. And it creates an appetite for laziness. You got to not just not depend, you got to say no to it. I had to say no to my family so I can rise up and become the man that I become. We've got to learn to say no to good things that destroys us over time. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Patrice, when you and I were talking before the show, you mentioned that you've been really working on your website to make it so that people can get access to phenomenal business tools put out by Nehemiah Project right on your website. And you're going to call it the e-community. What is this all about? We are so excited about this, Jim. We will be unveiling what we call the e-community or the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community. What it is, it's a, it's a robust virtual platform that is designed to connect biblical entrepreneurs to resources and kingdom impact investors to kingdom impact opportunities with several modules, a learn module, a coaching module, a connect module, a commerce module, and access to capital module. These modules are designed to help the entrepreneur through their business journey as they seek to become kingdom business people. The highlight of this platform is that we're going to have on the platform what we call the Global Kingdom Investors Network. This is a network of entrepreneurs and investors, investors who are seeking, who have become members for one single purpose, Jim. They want to bring capital to kingdom impact opportunities, which are businesses that provide both return and a kingdom impact. And then we're going to have entrepreneurs on that, on that, net, on that platform who 
have business opportunities where they're trying to raise capital, whether equity-based capital or debt-based capital, and they're trying to raise the capital with returns to give returns to investors while, while realizing a kingdom impact. And so that's what it's going to be about. We're going to unveil it that day. Uh, right now we've been piloting it with about uh, 13 investors and five entrepreneurs. Four entrepreneurs have already got some funding for the investors. We're going to open it up for the public October 1, where all entrepreneurs from around the world will be able to access this platform. And you're going to have multiple levels of involvement in it because this is going to be a, a, there's going to be some cost to this. That's right. What are, what are those different levels? Yeah, the level one is what we call silver. Essentially, for those who've gone to book entrepreneurship, that's free to them. If you're not going to book entrepreneurship, about $25 a month. Level two is gold. At the gold level, you have access to the commerce features. You have access to connection features. You have access to different type of features. And so you also have access to discounts uh, when you participate in the commerce feature as well. And then the next level after that is diamond, which is the highest level. The diamond level gives you access to all of the benefits, including access to capital. That's a lot of stuff available. It sounds fantastic. I can't wait to see it unveiled at the big banquet on October the 1st. That sounds exciting. Patrice, as we look to the end of September for Nehemiah Week, and you've got people coming from 10 countries around the world, uh, dozens and dozens of people coming, what's one word that describes your feelings about that upcoming week? Game changer. Game changer. I like that. I think that's two words, but we'll go with one word for today. Patrice, I'm looking forward to our time together at the end of the month. Thanks so much for being on I Work For Him today, and thanks for what Nehemiah Project is doing and for listening to the Lord and bringing biblical entrepreneurship to all of us. Thanks so much, Patrice. Thanks, thanks for your partnership, Jim. All right, you bet. All right, I appreciate you guys tuning in today to I Work For Him as we talk today with Patrice Saugay about the Nehemiah Week and about Nehemiah Project. Listen, if you're thinking about starting a business or you're already in business and you want to know, hey, there's got to be a better way to do this. There's got to be a biblical way to do this. That's what Nehemiah Project is all about. Find out more online at nehemiahproject.org, nehemiahproject.org. You've been listening to the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business. I figured out over a long period of time, but I'm working on it every day. I understand that I work for him.